Hey everyone, welcome to my Insight Nature versus Nurture podcast for this week. Um, I'm going to be discussing with you what is health in a broader perspective, so to speak. All right, what really is this thing that everybody is gunning for, but no one seems to be able to achieve it? All right, so uh, pull up a seat plug your headphones in or whatever you listen to and uh, sit back and enjoy the show. All right, so big topic this week. Um, And again, I'm going to try and stay as focused as humanly possible uh, with such a big, broad topic. But what I'm feeling I'd like to discuss this week is health. I mean, really... What is health? And are we thinking of it in a distorted way? Like, or is it, is it dogma? Or is it someone else's ideas that we're, you know, uh, implementing or identifying as our own? So this is, uh, again, it's a big topic. And um, let's get to it. All right. So if we were to jump back a thousand years to... Hippocrates, all right, the father of modern medicine. Um, he's got several quotes. Um, you know, the Hippocratic Oath is one of them, which you know is what doctors um, basically abide by in regards to you know what it is that they do as a profession. It's their it's their uh, credo. It's their um, mission statement. So. Hippocrates believed that illness is the absence of health, okay? Um, He's also quoted saying, you know, let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food. But really, I I think what we're looking at here and the issue that I've discussed before on other podcasts regarding how how we are misusing the healthcare system, not the other way around. The healthcare system as it is right now isn't broken. It's just we're using it for the wrong thing. So it's like saying that screwdriver's busted because you can't put the nail through the board with it, right? And really what's happening is, is the screwdriver is exactly the way it's supposed to be. It's just we're using it improperly. So health for us as individuals, it's got to go back um, a, a few decades or a few centuries. And we have to look at it as the quality in which we live, all right? It's, it's not whether or not we get sick because be, getting sick is a, is a God-given right. It's something that nature has developed to allow the stronger to procreate and survive. I know it sounds brutal, but it's, it's you know, when you watch the Discovery Channel people, life is not an easy thing. It's not meant to be easy because it's supposed to wean out the weaker, and with with human beings, we have this adaptability, but right now the adaptability is misfocused. Um, so instead of focusing on our health, I think a lot of us are focusing on illness. We're focusing on disease. And um, I know I see this as a nutritionist myself of over 20 plus years and in the healthcare field, what I deem as the healthcare field, not the sick care field, not the reactive field, but the proactive field. People are continuously eating to prevent sickness. They're, they're doing things in their lives to prevent from getting 
hurt to prevent themselves from dying. So when you think about that, like if I lived my life every day afraid of death, what kind of life would that be? But if I lived my life every day afraid of not living, what kind of life would that be, right? Two polar opposite lives. But all I did was just basically change the perspective a little bit. I just changed the articulation of the same thing, right? So instead of eating and, you know, being vegetarian or vegan or picking a, a specific genre of food of, or of thought regarding your food, which doesn't include health, a lot of it is, you know, if you eat plant-based or vegan or vegetarian, you're going to be healthy and you're not going to get sick. Duh, like that pisses me off, Right? If eating vegan or vegetarian or plant-based or paleo or keto or whatever in the hell you're doing, if it makes you feel better and you're a better person for it, then you're actually healthier, right? Because chances are, if you're feeling better, your stress levels drop and your body's hormones um, representing, you know, or, or, uh, that are basically connecting or uh, the language within the body. Your, your biochemical markers, they tend to be a little bit more on track as well. All right, you see where I'm going with this? So it's, we're doing it for the wrong reason, okay? We're taking, it's like learning how to fight versus learning how to defend yourself. If you know how to defend yourself, then what's happened is you're not as afraid anymore. You can go out, you can walk home from work and enjoy the atmosphere and not worry about whether or not you can handle yourself if something bad happens, right? Versus learning how to fight, you're constantly out and you're looking for the next challenge, like you're looking to throw down with someone, like you're, you're, you're a fighter now. So you've got that, that aura about you and shit will find you, like that's what happens, right? Um, you'll draw attention, energy, like versus like attracts like. So this is kind of what I'm getting around to is, you know, by learning to defend yourself, you become less afraid. And by learning to fight in, in actuality, you kind of become more afraid because it's continuously trying to prove yourself. So if you're eating the broccoli or kale or if you're, you know, changing your lifestyle and you're exercising five days a week for two hours or seven days a week for one hour and you're doing it because you don't want to get fat, people, I'm going to say it right now, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Right? Or if you're eating because you don't want to get sick and if you're you know, um, over-vaccinating and over-antibacterializing and over-antibioticing like, in an effort so that you become hermetically sealed in this bubble and you are, you know, it's, it's fear that's doing that. And it's, it's not the fear, we shouldn't fear death. It's something that's coming for all of us. And this is something that I've been, you know, unfortunately, not unfortunately, sorry. Fortunately, I've been in contact with, with my career in the fire department and my career in the military. Is It's what we're born to do, people. So it's that dash in between. It's the time we spend between our first and last breath that matters. And we've got a hell of a lot more control over the quality of that. Not so much the duration. I hate the term live longer, right? It's not. It's live better. And when you live better, you live longer because of the fact you have a life, right? 
So again, I don't want to get off on this philosophical tangent, but there's so much tying into the way that we're eating, why we're so obsessed with being healthy in our culture, and why we are the sickest, one of the sickest cultures on the face of the earth. And this is North America that I'm talking about, not just, you know, Fredericton, New Brunswick, but North America in general. We have the highest rates of chronic illness. Why? And when so much money is being spent on health care, quote-unquote, air quotes, and, you know, physical fitness. There's gyms everywhere, personal trainers, boutiques, like all this shit that you guys have heard me talk about before and how we're grossly misusing all of that. We're missing the benefit of it. It is insanely beneficial. But like a screwdriver, right? A screwdriver is insanely beneficial if, you, if you're using it for the right purpose. Or a knife. A knife is insanely beneficial if you use it the right way. But it can be, the screwdriver can be insanely useless if you're using it improperly. And the knife could be not just useless but dangerous if you're not using it properly. We're not using nutrition properly. We're not using the health care or sick care system properly. And this is the, the issue. And I don't know why people aren't talking about it. Right? Why aren't people talking about this? Why are we continuously focusing on bullshit stuff, jobs, and you know th- this type of thing? When really, when the workforce is sick, yeah, the industry, the the economy is going to be down the shitter. When we're spending more money than we're making on sick people, and the, you know the majority of those sick people are sick because they lack the tools necessary to not be sick. So they're they're you know, um, ignorantly walking into this, right? It's, we got to give our heads a shake. We're more worried about getting shot or carjacked or someone breaking into our home or crashing in a damn airplane, which statistically is almost virtually non-existent than we are about the one in three chance of developing type 2 diabetes, one in 10 of cancers even higher for certain, certain cancers, one in two for heart disease, right? Why isn't anybody worried about that? And we say we are, but really we're not, because if we were, we'd be thinking about and more mindful of the things that elongate our health. And it's very easy, very simple to find these things. Look at the cultures that don't have what we're dealing with, right? Look at how socially active they are, how their community comes together, how they know their neighbors and they don't necessarily lock their doors and they're out talking to one another as opposed to staying away from one another or just connecting on social media, having that face-to-face physical contact and the communication where you riff off one another, you feel the energy um, it's not an orchestrated environment and you're forced to um, adapt to the conversation. There's an interaction there. There's something that your body understands and can, uh, it can trigger certain aspects of you. And, you know, in, in terms of modern research, they're saying that community involvement and in talking to strangers has a bigger influence on what's called your telomeres. Um, those are the determinants of long life on your chromosomes than anything else, right? But ironically, if you're not well and you don't feel good about yourself, then you become more of a, more of a recluse, more of an introvert. And that's 
that's a big problem. Or you just don't have the energy. Oh, I'm not going to go out there. I'm not going to go to the party or I'm not going to interact with people at work or I just don't feel good. I'm not worthy of it. You know, and then all the all of a sudden the energy starts to wean from you and you end up spiraling down this this hole. And that's where a lot of us have ended up. All right. And I know deep down inside this makes sense to a lot of you. Um, so really it just boils down to, you know, having that quiet moment with yourself as to why are you eating healthy? Why, like, what is health to you? All right, because something that you don't believe in, you know, dogma, uh, uh, following someone else's beliefs, it's, it's very difficult because what you don't believe in, you're not willing to die for. And in this day and age, and the issue with a lot of our culture right now is that we don't believe in something enough that we're willing to live for it, not die for it. We're dying for all kinds of bullshit reasons, right? It's what are we prepared to live for, right? And when you believe in something, you're willing to take that extra step. The belief in something is what's missing. And health is too vague for a lot of us. Like the, the, the depiction of health has become too distorted. And a lot of us out there are living someone else's ideology of what health is. And again, going back to previous episodes, we've discussed that. So what is health to you? You have to connect to something in your life, a reason for living, a reason why you want to not be sick. It could be your kids, it could be your career, like there's so many things out there that you really need to grab a hold of and pay attention to because your energy goes where you look, right? Where your attention goes, that's what you're feeding. And if we're continuously eating and doing things in our lives because we don't want to get hurt, again, it makes about as much sense as dating someone because you don't want to be alone versus dating someone because you really love that person. Like that person's got potential. There's potentiality in this. This person brings out the best of me. This person is there. Like it's, it's, they don't complete you, they make you better. Versus this bullshit ideology of, you know, you complete me. Or, you know, I just don't want to be alone. So anybody that gives me the time of day, I'm going to ask them out on a date and, you know, I'll... I'll see the best in them, and I'll make it work. So there's a big issue in that um, because I see that attitude falling into our health practices where people are eating and exercising to prevent disease and not to nurture and amplify their health. Okay? So that's what this podcast is essentially about is you got to check yourself. You really need to start to dig down deep inside and take a look at um, why you're doing what you're doing. Are you doing it to get the girl or the guy? Are you doing it because of, you know, something that you know is more superficial? And once you achieve the goal, then all of a sudden the reason for doing it is gone and you end up falling back into those, those patterns that have existed for, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, right? That's... A, a, that's not enough time and not enough commitment to be able to sustain and keep that level of health for, for as long. Like 97%, I think the, the average is 97.3% um, 
um, 97% of people that lose their weight have it back on in five years. Now, that's a, it's, it's a deplorable average. And the reason for that is because of a lack of long-term commitment. Why aren't people able to stick to the program that they, adhere, that, that they committed to in order to first lose the weight or get to that point of health or fitness where they're at? And again, we've talked about this earlier. Um, a lot of it is they're cashing checks, you know, writing checks, sorry, they can't cash. They're making commitments of exercise and things that, they're, that really doesn't suit them long term. So they're looking at the short term. Once I get there, then I'll figure it out. And it's no different than the dog chasing the car. Once I, get to the, once I catch the car, then I'll figure it out. But until then, I'm not even going to pay attention. I want that car so bad that I'm not even thinking about whether or not I, I am prepared to capture the car or whether or not that is really what I want. It's what everybody else is doing. It's what dogs do. Right, so I'm gonna go chase the car, and maybe you're someone who is that committed. Once you once you have an idea or once you're told to do something, that you actually do end up catching the car and you end up getting run over by it because you were never meant to catch the car in the first place. It was someone else's, some other convoluted idea. This is what I see: is people out there and they're on social media and they're looking at you know, Instagram, and they're seeing these percentages of people, and they're seeing an even smaller percentage of their life, and they're determining their every day on that. I want to look like that. I want that life. I want that car. I want that girl. I want that boy. I want that outfit. I want to fit like in, into that outfit like that. Um, I want that particular body part. I want to be able to do that. And what's happening is, is they don't see the work that goes into it. They don't see the other 364 days and 22 hours that wasn't posted, right? And I think that's, that's one of the major issues here, okay? So again, not to get off topic, but we have to identify a lifestyle. We have to identify, okay, what is our health? What are we looking for? What are we... What does health look like to us as opposed to someone else, all right? And once you find that, then that can evolve. It's like a relationship. But the thing is, is we all need to find it. What is your health? Well, it's, um, you know, reducing medication. It's, you know, it's, I see the same vernacular come in. I see all the same because I've posted this question before to many, many, many of my clients and it's almost like they're scripted. It's like some bullshit answer. Because, and they might not know it's bullshit at this point, but they never really thought about it in order to really, you know, and this is something you really have to dwell on. You really have to soul search. What is your health? It's like saying, what is the meaning of life? Right? What is, what is the meaning of life? And that's something that is unique and as personal as as you and everybody should have a different meaning of life and some of them might resemble one another but the thing is is everybody should have their their own unique version of what it is and the same with health everybody should have their own unique version and we shouldn't with this movement of inclusivity right in, in, being inclusive including everybody accepting everybody the way they are our health ideology should be meshed in amongst those, not just, you know, sexuality and language and skin color and all this other stuff, 
but our health as well. What is your ideology of health? Is it being able to smoke a pack a day and really enjoy it for as long as you can before you fall victim to it, right? That could be perceived as someone's idea of health. And I know it sounds backwards, especially from a, you know, a health expert, but the thing is, is that that's, right? There's people right now in different countries that have a very, very good status of health and they smoke and they're not dying of heart disease or cancer yet because they still have the health to be able to smoke. They don't smoke and try to achieve health. They've already accumulated their health. They've already got that lifestyle and smoking is a part of it, not the whole thing. And it's not the straw that breaks the camel's back because their camel's back is very, very strong, right? Whereas us, we're so, we're so out there when it comes to lacking identity. We don't have an identity when it comes to our health. We don't know what it is or who it is that we're supposed to be or what health looks like to that person, right? And that's where the long term comes in. Like there's a huge journey that needs to take place here, people, that no one's talking about. It's the discovery. It's self-discovery when it comes to your health. You know, taking part in a program is fine, but if that program has a beginning and end, 12 weeks, you know, and the goal is the same for everybody, drop 20 pounds or, you know, get in the best shape of your life, those are, those are someone else's goals. And here you are stepping in line. All right, I want those goals. I want those goals, right? And again, it's like a row of dogs standing on the side of the road. And one out of those, you know, 10 dogs might know what to do when they get the car. But chances are the other nine dogs have no freaking clue. But because one dog, the alpha, or the most visible dog, seems to be wanting that, the rest of them jump in. And this is the catastrophe that is health right now and the, the business that is health and why it's a billion-dollar industry. But yet, as the industry grows, we don't grow any healthier. And we need to start asking that question because it's pretty messed up as far as I can see from this end. Right? And I'm the one out there. I'm on the other side of it. I found my health. I found my reason. And I'm willing to take steps to secure that. Right, So no matter where I am, whether I'm away, you know, in a totally different time zone or different country, I'm still who I am. Like That never leaves right? because I believe in what I'm doing and it's become a part of me. It's, it's a part of my identity. And this is what's missing. Like When you become married, and even this in our culture here in you know, North America is, is becoming antiquated. I'm married wherever I go. If I'm in a relationship, I'm in a relationship wherever I go. It doesn't mean that, okay, well, I'm out, I'm out of the time zone or different area code or whatever, you know, stupid little rules that are out there that these boys play by or girls play by. But once you've committed to something, you commit to someone or something, right? There's that belief, that, that, that feeling inside that I don't want, you know, where the loss of them is greater than the moment or than the opportunity that lies ahead of you to take another route. Like, so it's a conscientious, conscious decision for you. And that's, that's the morality of it. That's someone who's got it. That's that you know, uh, 2.7% of us that are able to maneuver through this environment 
and still keep our health. I, we, we all have the same organs for the most part. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. We all live in roughly the same environments, right? Some of them may be uh, you know, a little rougher. Some of them may be better. But what really the, the, uh, the variable is the person within it, right? So you grow up in the slums and people shoot you. Or you grow up in the suburbs and you shoot yourself because of, you know, depression. So, again, right, when you, when you look at it, it's not the environments, it's, it's the perspective of the people within those environments, right? And it's the reason for getting out of the ghetto. It's the reason for getting out of the suburbs, making a name for yourself, doing something that you're proud of, um, believing in something that's bigger than you, living for something, right? That's the job right now, guys. It's, it's different than it was 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago when you died for your beliefs, and that was the ultimate thing. Like People lived back then, and when they died, they lived up until they died. But they died of bullshit stuff that we never need to die of anymore. Now we're doing it to ourselves. We're, we're slowly, you know, it's like a passive-aggressive form of suicide, this lack of living. And then when the moment comes and we're forced with the inevitable, right, the fact that we are, uh, life is finite, we're so upset, we're so scared to go. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we didn't live. So much left undone, right? We want more time, we want more time. But it's not until the 11th hour that we're realizing it because we're so distracted with all these other mundane, insignificant things, okay? So what I would like you guys and what this, what this particular episode, what I want it to do is stir up something inside you and force you to take pause and think about, well, really, what am I trying to achieve here, right? What am I trying? Why do I want a better life? what's what's on the end of this like okay yes i want a better life but what does that look like like get detailed people think about your shit right think about these steps don't just think about i'm going to catch a car and then that's it think about the steps taking place up until you catch that car and then you may have something to do with you know um or you, you may be able to handle it when you do get it you may know what to do with it there may be steps after you catch the car that you never even thought about, the whole nother level shit. And this is what I'm talking about. I want to be healthy, right? That's a broad statement. And those broad statements, they, they lack commitment and devotion. They lack belief. It's just a broad statement, right? You need to be more specific. You need to have something to visualize, something that is uniquely yours, something to defend and if you're living your life if you're making these choices every day because you don't want something I'm, I'm afraid that that's, that's the wrong thought process that doesn't um, that thought process does not bring about success right yes you may survive a little longer but you're not really living right it'd be like living in the cave and, you know, venturing out just periodically, just enough to scavenge for food and then back in. You're not experiencing every day. You're not adventuring. You're not expanding, growing, developing, right, evolving. 
So there is a balance here that needs to be stricken. We have to understand that, you know, um, the people that live their life the most tend to fear things less. They tend to fear death less. And yet, ironically, like the ones that are fearful of dying, fearful of getting sick, tend to be the ones that get sick, tend to be the ones that fall victim to all of, all of this. Right? It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you're in the gym right now and you're exercising, if you're just cooking up a meal or prepping your meals for the week or whatever it is that your thing is, right? Um, entering that program, signing up for that program, um, about to sit down and talk to that coach, you need to understand that you play a bigger part in this than any of those things. You are the nucleus. And if you are painting by numbers, you're painting someone else's image, you're unaware of what this health thing really is, but because everybody else is going for it, you want to go for it, but you have no idea what it is. Or it's based on this modern-day ideology of it, whereas if you're healthy, then you're not dead. Okay, which really, according to our current, quote, air quotes, again, healthcare system, it's the lack of mortality that they base their statistics on. It's got nothing to do with, you know, the, the, the qualitative, you know, your quality of life. It has nothing to do with that. It's got everything to do with the rate of mortality. So if you're not dying, then it's considered, you're considered healthy. Okay? So if, if you're not dying, then you're considered healthy. What kind of life is that? What kind of life does that sound like to you? Versus someone who's really alive is someone who, who expands themselves, someone who steps out of their comfort zone, someone who isn't afraid of dying, all right? And it's, it's not as cowboyish as it sounds, okay? This isn't a line of bullshit. It's, it's uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm afraid of the pain, um, I'm afraid of what's on the other side of that. Like, I don't know what's on the other side of it. I like to have a few beliefs and a few, few thoughts, but I don't know what's on the other side of it. But I know what it is right now. I know being here right now. And I know that even myself right now at this point, I'm not living up to my potential. And you can, you know, I, I talk to my girlfriend about it all the time. I'm like, I just... There's more, and it eats at me. But I can't let it eat at me to the point where I'm unable to enjoy where I am right now and that I fire sale everything. You know, everything is bullshit, and I have to just hyper-focus on, on this because this is only just a part of me, and I need to balance that shit out, right? I want to juggle all the balls and be excellent at juggling instead of holding on to one ball with a kung fu death grip, right? And I've seen this. I've seen professional athletes that are great at what they do. I've seen artists, musicians, you know, CEOs that are phenomenal at what they do, but everything else is laid to waste because they focused on that one thing, right? So I want to step back and I want to look at the big picture. I want to be, be good at everything and excellent at my life. And then when my time comes, which it will, I'm able to go with all of my faculties, with memories, scars, bumps, and bruises, the whole nine yards. Like a life that's worth living is a life that's worth dying. And I feel that that's a huge topic, sensitive topic with people that people aren't uh, broaching. They're not talking about. 
is why don't you want to get sick? What are you so bloody afraid of? What makes your life right now so incredible that you don't want to lose anything? And a lot of us out there can, can't say anything. Well, really, Neil, I really don't want, I, I don't like my life. But what's happening is you're living a life of, of fear, fear of not making bills and fear of, you know, all this not, not being accepted and, and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's bred into us from a very early age. Because you're afraid of dying, you're not living. If you focus more on your life, right, and the health that's attached to that, because when you're healthy, you have a higher quality of life, not necessarily you're going to live longer, guys. Yeah, I could finish this podcast and step out in the street and get hit by a bus. I don't care how healthy or fit I am. That's going to freaking kill me, right? But it's it's the quality that we have in between. It's our perspective every day, getting up, being grateful for the day, making good decisions, being, being clear-headed, having more energy than the day can take from us so that should we be lucky enough to get to the next day, we carry over from that, not a deficit, but a surplus. And then all of a sudden, we're accumulating with every day. And then when something bad does happen to us, we've got a little bit saved to be able to deal with it and, and ride it through and then learn from that experience, and then all of a sudden become better investors. And then this is the evolution. This is our life. And we aren't looking at that, right? We're eating for these convoluted reasons. We're exercising for those very same reasons. I want to look good for this person. I don't want to die of heart disease, right? I'd love to be able to one day ask one of my clients or people I bumped in, bump into in the streets or in the gym or, or anywhere and say, you know, why, do you, why are you doing this? How is it going? And to get a real honest answer, something that would be the reply of someone who's actually thought about it. Oh, I feel fantastic. Man, you know, I was out, I was playing ball with my son the other night and, you know, I'm 58 years of age and I schooled him. He's 27. And I could really roll with him. That is, that's great. And all of a sudden you see that person going and they're working out. And they're eating well, not because they have to, but because they want to. Right? They're starting to see the value in it. Versus someone who's scared shitless and doesn't want to lose their job or doesn't want to lose the, their partner because they got fat and flabby. Or doesn't want to go on medications because they've seen multiple people on certain medications and have these reactions. And, right? That's a life filled with fear. The thing that we should be focusing on is our quality of life. And eating and living is an investment in the quality of life. All right? And the more quality of life that you have, the less probability there is of disease coming and taking you down. But even if it does, you're going to go like a rock star. Right? You're going to go down with a fight because you've got it in you to do it. And for a lot of us out there, it's the understanding is I've been ill myself. I've gone through, you know, psychological hard times. Like there's a lot of shit that everybody is up against and you can't avoid that. And it's time we stop pussyfooting around it and stop avoiding these things because these things are designed to make us stronger. And if we're prepared for them, right, be realists. You're not pessimists, but realists and you're prepared for them, then all of a sudden you got it. Right? All of a sudden, you can see yourself through these things and come out stronger on the other side. 
you can have these tiny little glimpses of evolution during this time frame in which you're here on this earth. And nutrition is about that. Real health is about that. As far as what I can see and what I've experienced in this long, illustrious career within this healthcare industry. And then we have this phenomenal sick care system where when people get legitimately overwhelmed and they need backup, bam, right? North America, we got it. We got it in spades. And if we learn not to abuse that, if we had that there as a last line of defense, then all of a sudden it doesn't get abused, it doesn't get overused, it doesn't get too costly, it's available to everybody, and you see where I'm going with this, okay? Anyway, people, that's my podcast for this week, the Insight Podcast, Nature versus Nurture. Change your perspectives, change your life. Think of things differently, right? It's not about them changing and then we'll change. It's about us changing and they will change, right? You cannot change the world until you change yourself. And if you want something different, then you need to think and do different. And thinking is a big, big issue these days because we don't have time to do it, right? We have time for routine, but we don't have time for contemplation, okay? What is health? What does it mean to you? And once you find that out, then now you've got a destination. You've got a place now that you could reverse engineer from, right? That you could draw steps to take, uh, make a plan, all right? Thanks.